Welcome to Friends Along the Way, a podcast exploring the faith journey of my friends and I. This is your host, Jesse Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Friends Along the Way. Today is episode 59, and I'm riding solo again. But I'm getting pretty used to it now, so... Um, yeah, this week has been crazy as well. I feel like every week has been crazy, but it's been good, too. So, you know, nobody threatened me, no... Strange ranchers came onto my property or anything like that, so it was good. Um, my buddy Sam Cashton was messaging me last week after this episode came out, and he said that it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh, just that you know, the whole thing he was like kind of sitting on the edge of his seat waiting for, for everything to happen, so. Yeah, kind of crazy. So glad that uh, yeah everything went well and nothing crazy's gone on. Um, this week has been uh, really busy. So I um, there's a bunch of graduations this week. So it's graduation season here. So high school grads, grade eight grads, a bunch of people all graduating. So I was like Thursday, um, or even before that, just prepping for these graduations and some of like the parties afterwards with family and connecting stuff and doing stuff for youth, for the grads. And um, yeah, just a lot going on with that. And planning. So Cyrus had his graduation on Thursday. So that's when the rest of the people all graduated, all the high school <clears throat> seniors graduated on on the Thursday. And then I was voluntold that I also needed to be a chaperone for what they call sober grad. What sober grad is, it's a um, it's a party for the graduates where, um, they can do something really fun. Uh, people have taken them to Disneyland. They take them, they rent out Disneyland, like a bunch of schools rent out Disneyland. Everybody goes in there. There's no drinking. There's no drugs. They can have a great time with their friends and celebrate that. And everybody gets to go home safely. Uh, but it's an all-nighter, and so that's what this was. They're like, hey, would you be willing to do that? And I was like, that sounds really cool. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then they're like, oh, by the way, it's an all-nighter. And I'm like, till like what, like 12? Or and They're like, no, like till like 6 in the morning. I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, so I decided to go and continue to do it, and my role was to be, like, the hype man, to get everybody excited. I had the music, um, 
which had to be clean. And of course, um, so what happened was we rented out, it's called the Kennedy Center, but <clears throat> it's like a leisure center in town. So they've got like a pool and a hot tub and like squash and racquetball courts, basketball courts, pickleball courts. Um, and, and so we rented this place out. So from 10 till 12 or so 8 o'clock, we pick up all the kids we actually had to check them for like drugs and weapons and alcohol, make sure <clears throat> everybody was clean, everybody was safe. And then we get on the school bus, we drive like half an hour to the place, and then we all get out. And then from 10 till 10 till 12, they can play in the pool and do the hot tub and everything. So, and then after that, we brought in these jack black or blackjack dealers, and they came in. The kids had, you know, funny money that they could use to like gamble and try to get like they're trying to win and keep their chips so that if they can they can cash out in the end of the night, and they can use when they cash out they get like some, um, what's it called? Some raffle tickets that they can go and put into like this uh, raffle draw that we had for them. Anyway, so we do that, and then till 3 o'clock in the morning, then we all go to Denny's, order breakfast at Denny's, and then go back to home. So, you know, it wasn't too bad. I was, like, pretty hyper the whole night, I think, because my role was to be the energetic one, and... um you know, I think that made things pretty easy for me. So, you know, I felt like it wasn't until I got home, really, that it was like, oh, man, I'm actually really tired. So then I slept for a couple of hours, and then I had to go to another graduation later that day um, and celebrate them and whatnot and then come home and then... So that was like Saturday, Thursday till Friday, Friday, and then Saturday night. There was something that night too. I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyways, and then Sunday I was leading church at another church called Mountain Brook, which is a vineyard church. Um, like half an hour from here. So I was leading worship there this Sunday and it went really well. And yeah, it was encouraging for, for me as well as, um, that church just cause, um, you know, they don't really have like a worship pastor or like a, they don't really have a, uh, worship leader either that is like concrete that can do what I do and um and somebody that um you know like that's just they're gifted in worship um or like anointed in that and so so it's cool for me to be able to go there and bless them and 
So it's been a week. So glad that it's this week. Little update is my executive pastor has fully announced now to the church that he's resigned and him and his wife are moving to Georgia or out east to like Georgia and Virginia area. And, uh, going to figure out what the Lord wants them to do, which leaves the uh, captaining of the ship to my, um, to me and one other pastor. So um, it's already beginning to add more to my schedule. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I have to like be in the church more now, like be a face there. Um, so, you know, if somebody shows up and they want prayer, that I'm there. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not like I don't like being there because I don't like, I can't focus and do my work from there. So, It'll be kind of interesting. I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably just set up with my laptop, listen to music, probably write some songs on those days and just be there um, and be present for if anybody needs to call on me and needs me to do dead guy duty or something that I'm available. So um, that, yeah, that's kind of, Oh, I don't know. For me, it's like I already have a huge long day. I already have a huge long week. I work over 40 hours already, probably around like 45 hours just from worship and youth. And now it's like, oh, now add on a couple extra. So now it'll be like 55 hours. So, yeah, it's more hours. But... Yep, that's part of the job. So tonight was youth. And so we got to pray for Clint and Amy. We put them in the hot seat. Well, we got them to share and tell the kids what's going on so the kids are informed. And then we got to share or do the hot seat with uh, with Clint and Amy and put them um, in the hot seat and have the kids just like love on them, share and encourage them. And that was a really cool thing. And I always think that it's a really special gift to have the adults in there and and have these kids that, you know, just really love the Lord and um, are hearing well, but are just like so like their hearts are so pure when they're giving words because it's not about like, oh, I want people to think how, look how fancy I am with my prophetic word. It's like, no, they actually really love the person that they're delivering this word to, and um, they really want to bless them and see them well. And so they it, it is really cool and is a big blessing for these kids to be able to, to be a part of that. So that's something that's really cool about that. Uh, something else that's kind of funny with my youth kids is that um, – Right now, the guys are into convincing the other guys that they need to shave their head. So, one of the kids, Cyrus, who's been on here and 
you guys have heard me talk about him, but his sister after grad bet him a hundred dollars that if she shaved his head like a monk, which means like like kind of like Mongolian style, where it's just like one strip around the the sides of his head, um, not like a cul-de-sac or like a horseshoe, but like a hula hoop around his head, like a bald eagle. She'd give him a hundred dollars if he could keep that for a month. Well, did he went for it and they shaved that part of his head and it was awful. Uh, so ugly. <laughs> and we couldn't even look at him. His mom's like, you need to fix that. And so he actually just shaved, shaved it all off. Um, and I actually helped him like bick his hair like with a razor blade so that's so like super like tight. So um I don't yeah. I couldn't even get it tighter. I guess you'd probably need a better I don't know how you get it so close. But anyway, so he does that um in the morning. <laughs> And then I was going to go pick him up later for a football game. And I come back and we have another one of the youth boys is there with now a shaved head. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And so um, now they're trying to convince everybody that they need to shave their head. And last night after our guy's discipleship group, started happening again except this guy was like no you cannot shave my head I'll let you give me a haircut but um, you, you're not shaving my head like I don't want a buzz cut like you guys <clears throat> and they're like okay okay we'll shave and I did not want any part of this because I'm like his mom is gonna get like so angry so upset so I was like hey I'm not giving you guys my like beard trimmer to shave his head unless his mom like gives the A-OK. Call her right now, put her on speakerphone, and if she's cool with it, we'll give him the haircut of his life. And so they uh he calls his mom and she's like, Yeah, it's just hair, it'll grow back. And so I was like, All right, let's go. So we put him outside. I have like a beard trimmer um, and we're just out there like trying to like give him a mullet. So we're giving him a mullet, but first we had to cut all like his hair. And Sai asked for like, he's like, do you have scissors? I, I was like, I just have like kitchen scissors. It's not like they're fancy scissors for cutting hair. Like I use them to cut like, like bags and like, you know, like, really that's about it just like cutting like bags so like grocery bags or like um you know when you get like say like burgers and they come in like a frozen package or something just to cut the plastic on the package open like i don't use them for anything but that like they're a pair of kitchen scissors like kitchen aid scissors and so I'm like, this is all I have. He's like, that's fine. <laughs> so he's out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So silly. They're just like trying to cut this guy's hair. And it's just like, 
you know, not professional at all, yanking at it, like pulling at it, like so rough with the razor. But they ended up giving him a pretty darn cool mullet. I actually thought it was pretty sick. Um, compared to what he had, which was just like a rag top haircut, like it was pretty br- brutal. Like, um, it turned out pretty cool. So that's what's been going on with with the youth group guys right now, which is kind of funny. But I'm excited for this summer because there's a lot more. Um, so now that I'm helping with football, we just got the the new freshmen coming in. So the grade eights going into grade nine have come and now joined the football team. So I've got all these young kids, which is cool. And they don't really know who I am. So they're just starting to learn who I am. And um, I'm excited just to see what God does with that, with football and the relationships that I build in that. And um, just strategy, how to get them to, to youth, how to get them to start coming on Tuesday nights or guys group or whatever. So, um, if you have any good ideas, let me know. Um, it'd be cool just to see, see what God does. Sports is an interesting thing. And, you know, even for me and my life, how it can really bring people together um, camaraderie with teams and teammates and, um, coaches and everything. But, you know, I'm really hoping that there'll be some guys that really lean on me, look towards me, um, for as a coach, as an athlete, as somebody that enjoys sports and getting better, um, that in that pursuit of wanting to get better uh, will excel into other parts of their life, not only in sports, but, you know, in their relationships with their parents and their relationships with, you know, the opposite sex and to, um, like, getting to know Jesus and understanding, like, how to deal with fear and anxiety and everything like that. And I think that's such a huge thing, even the fear and anxiety part, because being an athlete, you can get in your head so much. And if you can learn to conquer fear, if you can learn to realign with Jesus, then um, your mind is going to be in a good place, which makes you be able to play even better. You won't be focused on the last play that you messed up. You'll be focused on, you know, who God says you are versus, you know, what the other team says, what your other teammates are saying, or you might think they're saying. So it's a cool thing. So, yeah, just be praying for me in that. That would be amazing. Something that happened at youth today when Clint was speaking was he brought up this verse um, and um, I forget where it was but it wasn't so much about the verse but the memory but he said that he'd had this verse for me when 
I got turned around at the border almost a year ago. And I started realizing, I was like, man, that was actually a really crazy moment. Like, I, I, you know, it's now that I'm back, it's like I had just kind of like forgotten. But um, basically the Lord, like still being my rock and my foundation and that he's in control even when things aren't going as planned as things like getting turned around at the border. And I look back at all the blessings from that, you know, it's almost been a year. It'll be a year and that end of July, beginning of August, I think it was August 2nd. And, you know, just looking back and be like, wow, God, you did a whole lot of stuff, some really cool things over this last year. And it's gone by somewhat slow, somewhat fast. But, you know, just where God has taken us, taken me, taken the podcast, taken other people that are listening, um, is, you know, we just need to be thankful and and look back at those times and be like, wow, you know, he really did it. Like, when I thought I had no idea what was going on, he still had his hand on me, still was close to me. And that's something really cool and something that stuck out to me today and that I wanted to share with you guys is to make sure you take time to look back on the year. Take time to look back on what God has done, what he's brought you through. Um, because it's just going to strengthen your faith today, strengthen your hope today, and give you uh, even more for tomorrow. So just remember that. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, I just ask that you would just show me how I can be praying for those that are listening. I just got like this picture of like Michael Jordan. Um, I just really felt like the Lord is saying um, to somebody like that. He's wanting to like, you know, he's called you to do great things. He's called you to create legendary moments to be able to react and work under pressure. And so maybe you feel like you're under pressure right now, but God is giving you the skills and the abilities to be able to fly, to be able to soar, be able to um, do so much more than you even think that you can. So we just release that over you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope that this podcast, even though I didn't have anyone on it, was encouraging to you guys and um, that it, it would build you up, strengthen you. So, yeah. Love you guys, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Friends Along the Way. Be sure to follow, and we'll catch you on the next one.
If you're enjoying this podcast and you're looking for a way to support, you can buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com, punch in my name, Jesse Walker, and there you'll find friends along the way. And you can just buy me a coffee. It's that simple. I appreciate all your support and all of your listening ears. Talk to you soon.